0: happy. As moral creatures whose chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever, it is no exaggeration to say that the foremost Christian priority ought to be proper worship according to the word of God. As we turn our attention to the Ten Commandments, the very first commandment teaches us the fundamental truth of God's uniqueness as the object of all worship and praise. Question 45 of the Catechism asks, Which is the first commandment? Answer, the first commandment is, You shall have no other gods before me. The very first commandment answers the question of who we must worship. The main Old Testament creedal statement that believers were meant to take to heart, to believe, to live by, and to teach to their children affirms this truth. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 to 9, we read, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Commonly known as the Shema, this affirmation of the Lord's unity and uniqueness formed the bedrock of God's revealed theology to his people. This is monotheism of the strictest order. As we have learned in an earlier lesson, there is but one God only, the living and true God. And because there is only one living and true God, all other counterfeit gods must be rejected. This truth is so fundamental that the Bible says that it must be written as it were upon every nook and cranny of the believer's day-to-day life. The command to bind them as a sign upon the hand and as frontlets between the eyes was meant to impress upon the believer that this thoroughgoing commitment to love the Lord with all his heart, soul, and might should be seen in all that he thinks with his mind and does with his hands. The biblical concept of theology left no room for entertaining the idea of the Lord being a localized God of the Israelites, somewhat akin to the localized gods of the other nations. As the prophet Jonah fully realized, not only by his own confession, but also in his own experience, when he tried to run away from the presence of the Lord, the God of the Bible was and is. The God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. The God of the Bible is peerless as the almighty creator and sustainer of all of reality. It is to him that we owe our moment by moment worship and devotion as his creatures. As Augustine has beautifully put it in the opening prayer of his confessions: "Great art thou, O Lord, and greatly to be praised. Great is thy power, and thy wisdom infinite. And thee with man praise. Man but a particle of thy creation, man that bears about him his mortality the witness of his sin, the witness that thou resistest the proud. Yet would man praise thee, he but a particle of thy creation. Thou awakest us to delight in thy praise, for thou madest us for thyself, and our heart is restless until it repose in thee. This program was brought to you by Pilgrim Community Church, a confessional Presbyterian church that meets in Cubao, Quezon City. For more information, please visit our website at pilgrimcommunity.church.